The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you. Chris Impey with us. His book, Worlds Without End. Chris, is it possible, is it conceivable that we are the offspring of a civilization that left its planet because it had to? It's possible. It's conceivable. But biologists would say they've uncovered evidence four billion years ago on the Earth of how we started from sort of primordial sludge and gradually grew grew more complicated, and biology evolved over that time. It would be intriguing, though, wouldn't it? Yeah, definitely. Um, And there's no reason that intelligent and advanced life shouldn't exist beyond the Earth, given how many biological experiments there are likely to be. Give us a scenario, Chris. Kind of paint us a picture of the moment before the decision is made to leave planet Earth. What's happening on the planet? Well, it's a probably a dire scenario of some global pandemic or a nuclear war or environmental degradation that far exceeds what we're seeing right now, um, where, you know, people maybe for a while can live in little bubble domes and small environments, but it's not sufficient to house the population of the planet, so we have to go somewhere else. Do we have the technology now to go to a different place? I don't think so, do we? We don't. If the energy cost is enormous, and the physics behind that is pretty implacable. It's hard to get around. Um, you know, And also, the time taken to go beyond the solar system would be enormous. Uh, we'd have to develop some suspended animation yes. uh, technology that we don't have yet. We haven't learned how to bend space and time and travel that way, too, like through no, warm right. Waters. The technology, I mean, you know, people get excited about Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos and the, the space program that's going on in the private sector, but those are still chemical rockets, not very different from, you know, the Saturn V. So we haven't really advanced that much on rockets. In your opinion, if we kept doing the, the way we're doing it today, how long does planet Earth got to last? What do you think? Well, if we get on top of things, you know, I mean, hundreds, hopefully thousands of years, uh, I don't think it's going to go south very quickly, but because uh, at least everyone's paying attention now, or most most people are paying attention. I mean, if we were asleep at the switch, then I wouldn't give us more than a few decades. If there were no people on the planet, 
a couple billion more years you think the planet could exist on its own before the oh, core drops? Yeah, life, life is very durable and robust and it exists, you know, simple forms of life exist in very difficult environments and, you know, life is going to survive long beyond us. The sun will eventually call a halt to the whole thing in about four and a half billion years. What was that aha moment when you woke up and said, I'm going to write Worlds Without End? Well, I think it was when uh, papers were coming out almost every week finding new Earth-like planets, you know, like ringers for the Earth, almost Earth clones. And I was thinking, wow, these are places where there's no reason there shouldn't be biology. We just don't know how to detect it yet. And that just makes your imagination go. Do you think, though, that we're really destroying the planet today? Well, we're running out of the environment. You know, we're we're using more of the environment. I I read a biology article that said that our metabolic footprint of a of a modern industrial human is sort of like King Kong. So each human is sort of like a King Kong in their footprint, literal and metaphorical, and the energy on the planet. And that's a pretty scary thought. Are there other planets out there that uh, could support life that you think are out there? besides the ones that you just mentioned? Yeah, and there, there seem to be hundreds that are about the Earth's size, about the Earth's mass. They're at the temperate zone where there should be water on the surface. And water's not a very rare a molecule in the universe. So I mean, could we start breathing there, like, right away? Well, we don't. That's a, that's a good question, because we, the atmosphere, that's a difficult experiment to measure the atmosphere. So we don't, we haven't found an atmosphere that is a ringer for the Earth yet. And that's partly because we haven't done that experiment. It's just very hard to measure the atmospheres. Right, and I wouldn't want to live with a mask on for the rest of my life, would you? No, no, that's, that's not good. You might as well live on Mars in a bubble dome if you're going to have a mask on. And then you always have that risk you're going to run out of oxygen or who knows what. Yeah, I mean, it's, this is still a pretty nice planet. Whatever we're doing to it, it's still the best place. How many spaceships would we need to colonize a planet? Well, the minimum viable colony, according to biologists, for genetic diversity and not having sort of recessive gene issues is about 120 or 130. So that's a, that's a minimal colony. And you probably, well, Elon Musk will tell you he only needs one of his big spaceships to get that many people to Mars. Is it worth keeping life going like that? Well, some people think that it's an adventure we should do regardless of what happens on Earth, that it's the, it's the goal of humans to explore because we explored the Earth, and now we're exploring off-Earth, and, and some people are going to do this you know, regardless of what happens on the Earth. It's just a crazy adventure that people will do, I think. What about the moons for these exoplanets? Do they have any? They might. And that's a good question. That, that's, a, that's beyond the pale. That's hard to do. So we have not detected an exomoon or a moon around an exoplanet just because they're small and it's at the limit of technology. But, yes, we imagine they must exist, just like they're moons of the planets in our solar system. Can we send a probe to an exoplanet or is this too far away? They're too far away, but there's a project called Breakthrough Starshot, which is funded by a Russian billionaire called Yuri Milner, $100 million at least. And they're planning to send fleets of nanobots, you know, gram-sized spacecraft with solar sails, uh, sending them at about 5% of light speed to Proxima Centauri, that nearby star that does have an Earth. 
that's a very visionary project, and they haven't, you know, they're solving technology problems at the moment, but they plan in the 50 or 60 years to get those probes to Proxima Centauri. Well, look what we've done in 50 or 60 years already. You know, we got to the moon, and uh, here we are doing yeah. our thing with little rover missions now. It's very hard to extrapolate. I mean, you know, think of 50 years of technology with computers or cell phones or whatever it is and try and project 50 years more. It's really hard to do. Chris, what what is your view of the Big Bang? I have to ask you that. Sure. It's, you know, every now and then it takes some knocks. People say, oh, they found big galaxies in the early universe with James Webb, and that, that sort of knock, knocks a hole in the Big Bang. I don't think the Big Bang theory is in trouble. But our understanding of how galaxies form and when they form is not very clear, and that's because we don't know what dark matter is or dark energy. Well, what is the Big Bang? What I mean, how can something have started from nothing? Well, that's a problem. So the theory is interesting because it doesn't really answer that question. It the does not. Just, yeah. It just describes what happens from a very dense, early, hot state uh, 13.8 billion years ago, and it just describes that going forward. It doesn't say what caused the Big Bang, and it doesn't say what came before. What do you think was before? Well, the universe started, if you believe the theory, as a quantum entity, because the universe, the whole universe, 100 billion galaxies, was one smaller than an atom. So it was a quantum event. And maybe there are other quantum events. So people speculate about what they call the multiverse, other universes, uh, emerging out of the thing that led to the Big Bang, so that our universe is not unique. Is it conceivable, biblically speaking, that it was just formed by God out of nothing? It's certainly possible, because the, the science doesn't speculate a cause. The science is just mute on the cause. The theory doesn't describe it. So, you know, you're free to imagine whatever cause we want, actually, for the the universe itself. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Now, you've already said that you would prefer to stay than leave, but given a choice, what would you do? Oh, I'd stay. I mean, it's it's going to be those explorers, those adventures, apart from the sheer danger, you know, many will not survive. Um, as you said, it's going to be a tough 
in existence in a bubble dome or using a mask to breathe in an imperfect atmosphere, um, you know, away from your friends and your family and everything that's familiar to you, you know, that's a, that's a, that's a lot of hardship. What would their rationale for leaving be? It would just be the same rationale that leads uh, people to go up Mount Everest where there's no air or go to the Antarctic where it's bone-chillingly cold or go in the deep ocean where it can crush you in a microsecond, as we know. Um, same thing, you know. Those The people who do that will also want to leave the Earth and go to another planet. Well, but those people who have just experimented with all these other things you've just mentioned always planned on coming back. Coming back they, down from Mount Everest, coming back they, from the view of the Titanic. Right. They did, but I think if they were smart and, and if they were savvy, they understood that, you know, one in three or one in five people die on Everest. So, you know, they understood there's a good chance they might not come back. And if you're leaving the Earth, you, you've got to know that going, in, going into the adventure. If you were addressing the United Nations, ready to tell them that, folks, we, we must exit the planet and assume we had the technology and we had the planet picked. How do you select the people? No, that's really hard. And then I don't know any rational way to do it. I mean, the biologists would say you want a balanced gene pool, so you'd have to have a lot of genetic diversity. But you'd just have to have some huge, crazy global lottery, I guess. That's the only rational way to do it. It would have to be random. Rather than leave the planet as if because we think it's going to be over, should we just have some volunteers go to these other planets just to start a new civilization? Well, I think that might happen. I mean, it may take a century or more. It's not going to happen in a decade, but it could happen. And it'll be like a new branch of the human experiment, because when a, a subset of humans go to another world there will be genetically a small gene pool, and so they will diverge from the human tree of life, if you like, and eventually become a new species, which is a kind of a, a crazy thought. I mean, if they built a bubble on Mars the size of half a football field, let's say, I still wouldn't want to go and spend the rest of my life there, would you? I don't think so, but of course we could do that. I mean, you just, just described a Mars base that is totally within reason to do in maybe 15 or 20 years. So that will probably happen, and people will volunteer, and they will go, and maybe they'll be able to come back. Mars is not so far away. It's not like going to another planet and another solar system. I just saw some video, Chris, from the International Space Station. I'd be bored out of my mind up there. That's right. How do you entertain yourself? I mean, how do you recreate? How do you, uh, you know, how do you stay sane? You've got a limited number of people to talk to as well. We're going to take calls with Chris Empey. And uh, in addition to questions for Chris, if you would just uh, tell us if you would take a trip like that, a permanent trip. Uh, you've been given the offer to go to a different planet to start a new life. Would you go? And what do you do about food and stuff like that, Chris? That's a mess. Yeah, I suppose we know. I mean, we've seen from the Martian that you can grow potatoes on Mars. That's not even well, fake. You can. So I think we could grow food. Um, After a week, I'd be tired of eating potatoes. Well, you know, probably be eating pills mostly rather than potatoes. Should be interesting. Possible. Scary. Let's hope we never have to get to that point. I agree. Worlds without end. Uh, tell us, tell me about the cover. All those little planets. What what planet is that? 
It's a it's an Earth clone, uh, you know, a, a real Earth clone that we found some hundred light years away, sort of viewed prismatically, just to give the sense that there are many of these out there. You think if there was a poll taken from planetary system wide, what do you think the percent would be about those people who would offer to go to a different planet? I think it might be surprisingly high. Maybe. I I think you're right that it's a harsh environment. It's a scary prospect. I think it would be small-ish, but of course you don't need that many because you can't send that many. The people who would be apt to go might be those that are unhappy with living here right now. Yeah, I don't know if that forms a very good gene pool for a new civilization or a new society, actually. And then how do you structure organization, law, all these things? Well, there's no space law, so that's an interesting point. I mean, space law doesn't really exist because there's no jurisdiction. The U.N. doesn't run the law of space. So it'll be a wild west. They'll have to make their own laws. As they did when they came to uh, the United States, North America. Exactly. Interesting take on all of that. What do scientists say about this possibility? Well, they acknowledge it's possible it's difficult to go to another planet, especially in the solar system, Mars. Mars is probably going to happen in decades. Going to another star, everyone thinks that's centuries away just because of the energy requirement. But it still might happen. With these exoplanets that have been discovered, have we ascertained whether it has liquid water? Yes, we've found evidence for water vapor or liquid water on the, on the, not a huge number, but a significant number of these planets. Uh, and we know the conditions are right for liquid water, and we know that liquid water is a pretty common molecule in the universe, actually. So the Earth is not even the most watery planet we've found. Earth, the Earth's oceans um, are a pretty small percentage of the planet's mass, and there are exoplanets out there with 10% of their total mass or 20% of oceans. That's 100 times the Earth's ocean. Years ago, Seth Shostak told us that he believes the primordial soup is the same throughout the universe, and I would agree with that. How about you? Sure. I think chemistry is universal because astronomers, and I do cosmology and look billions of light years away to distant galaxies, they have the same chemical ingredients. There's carbon, nitrogen, oxygen, billions of light years away. There's water, uh, you know, billions of light years away in other galaxies. So... You know, the primordial soup is going to have a universal chemical composition. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God. We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.